Judy, would you yeah. accept this rose? Thank you so much. It's the first rose in Australia ever. Wake up and smell the roses, ladies, because I'm here for a while. So what did he say to you when he gave you the rose? Will you accept this rose? It's the rose ceremony. I seriously hope I get a rose. There are only 20 roses. Everyone wants to get one of those roses, and there are not enough to go around. As soon as the first rose appeared, the claws kind of did come out. 25 girls, 20 roses. I do not have a rose. Each to their own with their rose choices. Sarah's been given a rose. All of a sudden, like, the atmosphere has changed. It seems like it's game on. Everyone's hit panic station. It's the rose ceremony. Rose, rose ceremony. Jolene broke her rose. 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 Roses. Basically, um, scientifically, the rose quartz, I just know, is for your energy chakras. Welcome to week two of Tears, Roses, Tears. Welcome, Laura. Welcome, Hugh. I heard that you have a huge insider goth story to tell me that you won't tell me until we're on air. Yeah, well, two very exciting revelations came to light this week. One of them I can't reveal yet. What? Not yet. You can't do that. But there is one that I can talk about. Okay. And this we should say is a Tears, Roses, Tears exclusive. Don't call us out if you've heard it somewhere else. And it relates to the Batchy's past. Now we've heard from Batchy that he said um, he hasn't had a serious relationship for the last... Four years, he said. Four years? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And what would you consider a serious relationship? I would say a serious relationship is anything longer than six months. Okay. Okay. What would you classify a year as... A serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, right. And therein lies the problem. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's ignorant. So, Batchy did have a recent relationship, apparently. Allegedly. This comes from sources close to the lucky lady involved, or as it turns out, unlucky lady involved. Yes. Or maybe actually lucky. What? She avoided it. Yeah. So, um, right in the year leading up to him starting on The Bachelor, he was dating a girl. So you mean last year? Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. What? Now, as it got close, now she didn't know he was going on The Bachelor. Obviously, she's dating him for a year. Allegedly. Allegedly. So he applied while they were dating. It appears that way. This is exactly what happened last year. Don't you remember that? Wait, it gets better. Batchy Sam, knowing he's going to be on The Bachelor, realises yeah. that... I've got to break up with my girlfriend. What do I do? Um, <laughs> but rather than just say to her, look, this has come up. I'm going to go do it or, you know, break up with her for whatever reason made him actually want to go on The Bachelor in the first place. Um, He didn't actually break up with her. He did that thing that some guys do where they just become shit cunts for a period of time. Wait, did he ghost her or did he just make her break up with him? Because those are two very different techniques for breakups. The latter. Allegedly. So he just gradually... Yeah, got to a point where she thought, "What? Who is this guy? Is this douchebag?" This is the guy now? I was dating. Yeah, and she broke up with him. Now, and then that, she just turned right, on her TV and saw right, him on The Bachelor. A handful of weeks later, we're talking like two, three, four weeks later, <laughs> she's sitting down watching television, and her phone goes off. Bzz, 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 bzz. Oh. Messages, calls, stuff going bananas, oh. and it's because everyone's. 
seen him on TV and, and TV. said, what's going on? Why is your boyfriend on The Bachelor? That's like all well, your recent... friends texting you being like, your boyfriend's cheating on you and you don't know yet. That's horrible. <laughs> oh my God. Can you, can you say her name or no? Uh, no, I don't know. Oh, you I don't, don't know. know her name. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, sorry to everyone out there who had a really um, picture-perfect view of Batchy Sam. I'm sure no one had a picture-perfect view of him. I should say but this is a, an, an alleged incident. <laughs> surely the tabloids would have picked up on this by now. Well, we'll see. I'm sure they'll pick it up right from the... Obviously uh, from our podcast. We have started the, the Sam Expose. You heard it here first, Batchy fans. Um, with that said, let's move on. Um, so we know that... You know, Sam's maybe had trouble breaking up with girls in the past, but he seems to be getting better at it. He's doing it easy. Oh, it's so easy. We literally had a five-minute conversation with Laura, and then it was like, yep, she's out. He's just chopping them off the block. What's funny <laughs> is that um, I noticed um, there's a point in every season of The Bachelor where Chris Harrison in the States, or Osha, will, will say to the girls at the start of the rose ceremony, this is now getting really hard for The Bachelor. He's now really struggling with this. Now, if you look across 19 seasons of The Bachelor in the US, plus 11 seasons of The Bachelorette in the US, that's 30 seasons, you get a pretty good sample. It normally, that moment normally happens when there's around about eight to nine girls left. 8.4. It's actually 8.4. Hugh has calculated the numbers. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah. So normally it is actually genuinely getting quite hard for him because it's, you know, eight girls he's developed a relationship with them or vice versa on The Bachelorette. Um, in this case, Osha dropped that when there was around 14 girls still on the table. Um, and, I mean, it's it's just not true. It's not true. He, does, he hasn't even talked to some of them yet. Like, I literally still don't know who Rachel is. I don't think The Bachelor has ever, ever had a conversation with her. So... Yeah. In fact, it seems like he's breaking up with the girls that he knows best. I, I agree. I think that not knowing The Bachelor is saving you. As soon as he decides he doesn't like you, you're gone. There's no second chances here. He's a very swift judger. So let's 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 go to the start. Um, I know in last week's episode we debated when it came down to the girls choosing who was going going on the date. Yeah. I thought it would be Sandra. Yeah. You thought it would be Madeline. Yes, and I was correct. The girls went with Madeline. Yeah. Now, the show presented it as if, it was, if the girls were being strategic, they would have chosen Sandra. If yeah. they were going with their heart, they were going to choose Madeline. And really, it turned on its head because Madeline ended up leaving, so that was the strategic choice. I think the girls knew that. I think they knew more than us how poorly she would perform on that day because that was horrific. It was so bad. But they were being so sweet about her. Like, I really didn't expect it because all the girls were saying, you know, deep down she's really lovely, she's just shy. No. no, like I'm really sorry. I actually feel horrible for her because the way that she was portrayed, I don't think anyone will date her now. Would you take her on a date if you were single? She was clearly uncomfortable <laughs> um, and the cameras being around got to her. Um, uh, maybe, yeah, beautiful girl. I mean, she was on, on Team Hugh. Um, She's but, gone uh, now, obviously. No longer. I thought she was a front runner. Anyway, say la vie. Um, then came a very heated date with Shnazana, the, uh, desert iguana. I know. Well, wait, can we just talk about the fact that there was no group date? 
I think that that was a bit sneaky of The Bachelor as well because he got them to choose who would go on a single date without telling them that there would be no mm-hmm. group date. I think that that process of voting would have been completely different because they all would have been way more conscious of getting themselves on the date because they would have known that they wouldn't see The Bachelor at any other time during the week. Okay, so hang on. If there was a group date, if they thought there was a group date coming, no, if they knew there was no group date, how would that have played out differently? They would have all been pitching for themselves a bit more. Don't you think so? I guess. How would they have done that? They would have talked to the other bachelorettes. They've all got friends. And convinced themselves that they're Just the one that should be... give a little bit of a cheeky wink across the room. <laughs> I don't know. They're, yeah. It was a big strategic play. I, I, I liked the way they worked that. Um, so let's talk about Shnazana's date. That went particularly well. It went really well. It. I feel like she's very different when she's with The Bachelor and when she's with the girls. When she's with the girls, she seems a bit more relaxed. She turns it on a lot for yeah. him. She's very like, this is the best date I've ever been on. Lala, really? Like, she's like 35. Is that actually the best date she's ever been on? Do I mean, think? I don't know. I've never been on a hot air balloon date. That would probably be up there for me. Yeah, I guess so. I, I enjoyed how they got to um, have champagne for breakfast and... Wine for lunch. That sounds like a pretty good day. <laughs> it does sound. That's maybe why she was turning it on. She was just really drunk. So Sam um, really turned to Shazana in his time of need when he was a bit scared of heights up in that balloon. He was very uh, touchy-feely. He was really clinging onto her. To be honest, I think that whoever went on that date, it was going to be great because he had Madeline the day before. <laughs> so, like, he was probably just, like, in dire need of some good company and anyone that came along and could provide some conversation mm. and some entertainment would have been fine. Um, and then that crucial moment. So he was trying to kind of get in there in the basket in the <laughs> – <laughs> yeah. Um, he was just – I think he just really enjoyed that jacket she was wearing. I know. He just kept saying that soft leather jacket. It's so strange because he always comments on their clothes and then he's like, I don't mind what they look like or what they wear. And then every time he's like, she, she's lovely. She was wearing such a soft, supple leather jacket. He couldn't keep his hands off the leather he's jacket. He's so weird. Does he realise it's not part of her? Like, it, I don't think he does, no. <laughs> um, so he's falling in love with a soft leather jacket. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think we should have soft leather jacket as a separate contestant. Yeah, I bags they be on my team. Yeah, I think soft leather jacket's probably coming an equal second right now <laughs> um, in the overall stakes. So, yeah, Shnuzana, a bit of a mother figure for um, Sam looking after him. But then when they got their feet on the ground, mm. only momentarily because both their – I could see them levitate when that kiss first landed. <laughs> I thought that kiss was weird. How so? I don't know. It was just – it again, it felt forced. Like – it, they were just very close on their necks, kind of like at this really weird angle. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. How did you rate the kiss? I don't. I didn't rate it that much. Like oh. three out of ten. Oh. I thought their kiss at the, which is another controversy that we're going to talk about, mm. at the bachelor house was actually way better because it seemed way more genuine and it was in front of everyone, which you know is a huge plus for her. Okay, so let, let's talk about that briefly now that we're on it. What was the bachelor doing? Was he? Was that a deliberate? moment to kind of put out there the girls that think that they've already got him locked away you don't don't, yeah I was kind of thinking maybe that was a little after watching the Heather date maybe that was a little signal to Heather Mm. to kind of make her push for the single date but then I'm like the bachelor isn't that strategic he's not that smart I think it was literally just he'd already kissed her that day wanted to get another smooch in and did it in front of the girls yeah yeah interesting little moment obviously uh 
played up. There probably wasn't that much to it, but they tried to make as much of it as possible. Um, but, you know, after this week's most controversial week ever on The Bachelor, I'm sure we'll be forgetting about that kiss. I know. In a hurry. I'm very excited about that. We'll come to that. Um, so um, I think the, the kiss was good on the ground, and I noticed that it was a pre-rose kiss. So sometimes on those dates... It'll be go grab the rose, come back, and we pass over the rose. And Sometimes it happens, and then, yeah, well, I enjoyed that. I'll go fetch a rose, and we can continue on our merry way. See, I think the pre-rose kiss is better. I feel like mm. the post-rose would be even more forced because it's like, well, fuck, you gave me a rose. Now I need to kiss you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if only life was that straightforward. Exactly. Around. That would be easy. <laughs> how did you rate the um, – oh, let's, let's take a step back. Madeline's date out of 10. Oh, like one. Yeah. I think maybe even zero. Yeah. Like her chat was horrible. <laughs> I don't like maybe they've edited. Who knows? They might have edited it to be really bad. But like she sucks. She got a one. Let's not dwell on it. Shnazana? Um, I would give her like a six out of ten. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was pretty good. They had that. decent chat. They seemed to get along well. It was very romantic. She wore a soft leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yep. During the kiss, did you notice his hands went down really quickly? Like as in down there or yeah. like down on her? On her. I think a hand went down to the top bird? of bum I always area want... very quickly. Oh, really? On the first moment of the kiss, the pre-rose kiss. Well, I think that he has heaps of sexual tension with her and mm. the ish- he wants to bang her the most out of all of them, I'd say. Mm. He said, I think he said before that he likes older women. Or maybe I'm just making that up. It will go with it. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, Sam. Moving on, the white rose date. So finally, the white rose was used. We talked last time about what you would do with the white rose if you were Heather. Would you hold on to it until late in the game? When would you use it? In the end, she didn't have a choice. Yeah, well, she did have a choice. I think The Bachelor, I think she should have stayed strong and made The Bachelor ask her out of the date. Then she would have had a lot more power and the girls would be much more jealous of her. But instead, it worked. The Bachelor was like, oh, you have to call me. And she's like, okay, I'll text you all the time. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I don't, I don't even think she did that well with the date. I think that she kind of abused the power a little bit. Like, those costumes she designed were shit as well. Like, hers, oh. I, did you think hers was cute? It was fine. I thought it was so, like, did she have, like, a budget? Because it seemed like a budget date. I feel like it wasn't very, like, they exercised really? and then they used some shitty props. The only good thing was the jelly recipe. That bit was great. I love that bit. But everything else felt like they were like, oh, shit, we've run out of date budgets because Sam got a hot air balloon. You have, like, 250 bucks. So here's the thing with Heather. I think she thought about the setup of this date right down to the little details. Now, let's remember, she's a filmmaker. Mm. She knows about maybe the art of subliminal messaging, of semiotics. Um, And I think she actually worked in some phallic innuendo quite nicely on a couple of occasions. And here's what I noticed. Okay. (laughs) The car she picked him up in. Yeah. It was red. The number plate. Um, started with IC and ended with BJ. IC, BJ. So a little fortune telling <laughs> coming from Heather from there. Heather. A little, uh, you just, know, promise without promising. Just trying to get a, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge in. Um, the second bit of phallic <laughs> innuendo, very quickly they wore helmets and she commented on how good his helmet looked. Oh, okay. Are you with me on that one? Yes, I'm with you on okay. that one. <laughs> okay. 
So I think she tried to work in some suggestive stuff. Well, I think jelly wrestling was very suggestive. <laughs> Probably the least subtle. Yeah, the least subtle one. Why did they not kiss at jelly? That's that's why I think that he was like, we have, you know, real kind of issues of becoming fast friends because I think they were jelly wrestling, rubbing up all on each other and he just wasn't feeling anything. The fact yeah. that they didn't kiss when they were jelly wrestling is such a missed opportunity. They got there in the end, though, and... That kiss. It was, oh my God. It was like the best kiss ever. That was amazing. It was crazy. Amazing kiss. So just, It's probably the best kiss I've seen on The Bachelor, even better than the proposing kiss. It was an amazing kiss. It was, let, let's just set the scene. <laughs> They're on the couch. Batchy gets up and walks away. And she probably knows what's going to happen. He's coming back with a rose. Now, as he did that, she quickly rearranged the cushions on the couch. I she didn't notice this. that. Oh, yeah. she, put, she got the cushions into, pa- into pash configuration. So he was closer to her or that, so he could lean towards her? Well, I, don't, I don't know. She set the scene. <laughs> she set the scene. It was like a, a spider um, creating its web, spinning its web. Amazing. He comes back with the rose. She accepts the rose and then they immediately go into time standing still pash. It was crazy. It was like the notebook. That's what it was like. That's what made me feel the notebook, the notebook kiss. I thought Madeline's state was like the notebook. No, fuck Madeline. I mean, yeah, Heather gets the notebook kiss. What a kiss. It was intense. It was slow. And then she like still had her eyes closed when he like stopped kissing her. It was amazing, but uh, I don't know. Again, it, it wasn't a very. It was a love kiss. It wasn't like a sexual kiss. Okay. It, it was very lovey. It was lovely, but yeah, I think okay. Susanna still has the the sex factor. Yeah. Okay. We'll see how that pans out in coming weeks and whether um, uh, <laughs> Heather's um, suggestion, phallic suggestions, come to light as well. Okay, this is really rude, but like. <laughs> Heather saying that she's been cooking for herself since five. Is it physically possible to cook for yourself when you're five? Like, can you even reach the stove? Like, <laughs> depends what you count as cooking. Yeah, maybe she just like made herself some toast. Yeah, I like toast counts. Okay. For a kid. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, how would you rate the date overall? I kind of thought she overthought it. I really didn't like the exercise bit and I didn't like the photo shoot because they'd done that previously. I thought they could have done something a lot more with the um, with the superpowers, but I think the jelly wrestling saved her, so I'll give her a 5 out of 10. I, I think it went better than that. I think you've got to factor the kiss in. You know, you've got to factor in the fact that he brought up the friends thing, but I think they moved past it quickly. I think she took it really to heart, but they moved past it. I think as an 8 on that date. An think, eight, yeah, shit. She did well. But, but it's the postscript to the date that concerns me for Heather. Mm. So, um, it was awkward. Think about, you can take this a couple of ways. Um, but afterwards she had a gift for him at the cocktail party. She presented him with the poster that they'd taken. Just from after the movie. he kissed another girl in front of everybody <laughs> as well. Yeah. Which she knew about. Um, and then did you know she went in for the kiss after she gave him the poster hoping to get like a Shazana type. I thought that as well. And then he kissed her on the cheek. (laughs) He did the cheek turn on her. Yeah, dude. Do you think that's because he'd already kissed Shazana that he was like, I can't kiss two girls at a cocktail party? Who knows? Who knows? Um, But I can see what she's thinking. She's thinking, I'll give him something physical, a reminder of our date, a reminder of that kiss, our time together. 
and uh, he'll be locked in. You know, it'll make it really hard for him to move. You know, get past me. It'll really solidify. This is my boyfriend. I'm ahead. This is the one. I can see what she's doing, but for him, yeah, does he? She expect him to put that up in his little batchy pad? So here's what you're thinking now: if you're if you're batchy Sam, who's already got an issue breaking up with girls, you're thinking, I'm locked in. Yeah, you're thinking. If I what send I do? her home, she's gonna be devastated. What am I? She's gonna be devastated. What am I gonna do with this poster? Do I chuck it? Do I? What happens to it? Um, now I've start to slightly resent the fact that I feel locked in with her when mm. I'm actually trying to, you know, still date all these other people, other girls. Yeah. But the good thing, she hasn't said anything to his. Oh, she has said a couple of times about how difficult it is seeing him go on dates with other girls. Mm. But at least she didn't mention the kiss with Susanna to him. I was worried she was going to say something. I think if you're Batchy Sam, you already have to be thinking about your Heather exit strategy, whether or not you think she's going to win or. You need to get rid of her earlier. You've already you've got to think about how you're going to get rid of her. And that's, <laughs> so even if she wins, it's going to be an exit strategy for the future. A break. We already know his breakup exit strategy. It's fine. He'll learned, just be a dickhead to her. He's learning new ways of breaking up. And yeah, allegedly. Um, <laughs> Imagine if the batchy just ghosted someone in the house, like just just ignored them and didn't talk to them. And that was like <laughs> that would be incredible. I'd be so scared. The final date we had this week on episodes three and four was the group date. Um, what better way to get to know the girls than to take them to the beach? And get them naked. I've got to say, all their bodies were so legitimate. Mm. I thought that, like, I was surprised. Like, Joni, she left, but, like, her body was amazing. I did not expect that. Ebru? Ebru, yeah, I didn't really notice her body, to be honest. Looked great. Um, yeah, all the, all the, all I the tell you, I was really impressed with on this day. I was really impressed with Sarah because she let the other, she's kind of chilled back and let the other girls playing kind of was the cool girl on the day. Like mm-hmm. she was being friends with all the other girls. Wasn't being like, you know, too like needy with the bachelor. I thought she came out well. My, my number one performer for the date was Sandra. What? <laughs> she was amazing. She laid down some motivational speech for the motivational speaker, Joni. When Joni was saying, I once went underwater and I'm scared of swimming in the beach now. Didn't she say, Sandra, like, just do it or Sandra something? got up and she goes, she's like, just get up, woman, yeah. and do it. Be a woman. She Be was, a woman? She was fantastic. That's horrible. She has, like, severe anxiety from down, drowning, and she's like, be a woman. I'm, being a woman is being able to swim. I'm all in on Team Sandra after that. Do you want to make a trade? Nah, because I think Sam, I told you Sandra's in it for the long haul. The batch, she can't get rid of her. I'm not sure about that, but she was. I'm I'm on Team Sandra now, even if she's not on Team Hugh. I was so confused. Joni won that alone time, and then she's like, "Yeah, I just you know, I really want to focus on myself." What the fuck did you go on The Bachelor? I'm just so confused by all these women and their objectives of making friends, focusing on themselves, focusing on their careers. Why are you on The Bachelor? Joni also completely flipped her thing on to The Bachelor. So when she they were having that chat on the beach, she said to him, "I don't really know what I want." Um, that's why I'm here to discover more about myself. Then after he let her go at the rose ceremony, 
her her thing was, oh, he doesn't know what he wants. Yeah, you don't know what you want. You you, you said you want us to be alone, pretty much. Yeah, and he knows he doesn't want you. So let's let's move on. I mean, she did a good job of showing off her fun side on the beach. That was really what yeah. she was there to do. Yeah, she looks so much fun. <laughs> um, wait, did the batchy give any of? He gave Madeline like a separate like explanation. Of why she got voted off, right? It wasn't much end. of an explanation. No, he was just like, I need to follow my heart. Like, I know I don't like you. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he did that well. He's getting better yeah. at the stumping thing. Yeah, I thought that that was good. I thought that I really appreciated that yeah. from good old Mads. Yeah. <laughs> She's for a, young. For an alleged struggle dumper, he's really... <laughs> struggle dumper. Yeah, he's going well. <laughs> All right. Um, now, as while we're on the topic of group dates, we do also have... A very special Tears, Roses, Tears exclusive opportunity for all our lady listeners out there. Oh and God. and some man listeners, if they're interested. We're going to run our own real-life group date. <laughs> we have a very eligible bachelor. His name's Chook. We'll put up a photo. Don't judge him by his name. <laughs> we'll have a photo up on the website so you can you can check him out. We'll be running a very special group date with Chook. So we're looking for around half a dozen ladies out there, Bachelor fans. Or men. Or men. should emphasise or men. This is a uh, sexuality neutral podcast and sexuality neutral group date in real life. Hit us up at tearsrosestears at gmail.com. We're based in Sydney, so the Chook date will be in Sydney. It's going to be... And me and Hugh will be there to chaperone, just to make sure that there's no kisses on the first day. (laughs) Yeah, we will. Or that we can rate said kisses on the first day. There will be kisses. (laughs) Um, Get involved. Get involved, ladies. This man is a catch. Mate, he may well be your next bachelor if this show gets through to a fourth season. He may give you a rose on the day. Ooh. There will be kisses. There will be roses. There will be tears. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now, quick batchy score update. As you know, we've split all the girls into two teams. We chose our teams taking turns. Team Laura is going well. Um, she's got six girls left on the board and has already got seven points. Um, my team lagging behind. I've only got five girls left, so a little concerned. Now, let's look ahead to next week because it's been touted as the most controversial week in bachelor history and it's controversial because nina is going to have a very long patch with the batch is this the first time in both us and australian bachelor history that they're forced to kiss that they've made it part of a challenge or because this seems wow. very odd. It seems very against the show. Because this, like, if they kissed by themselves, we would be so excited. But the fact that this is some forced longest kiss really doesn't do it for me. Interesting. I don't know. I think I it might th- be the first time. Yeah. The idea of a forced kiss is, uh, that's a bit. Well, I think mm. now it kind of takes away from that. If they kiss before, I understand. But it kind of takes it away from them, that specialness of the bachelor choosing to kiss her. Now, from the sneak peek we've seen, the real highlight of this date um, is when Nina comes back and absolutely gushes about what a good kisser Sam is, much to the dismay of Heather. And 
just as a quick reminder, the girls so far have been very coy about any intimate moments. Heather said there was nothing intimate. Yeah. Um, Schneds. Why didn't did go she into lie? It. We've talked about this last week. Tell everybody. I think that Nina's got the Nina's got it down pat. You know. And Nina knows. You can see Rub on her face. Yeah. She knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. She she's a good player. I'm glad oh, yeah. she's on my team. I'm yeah. I'm devastated. I yeah. Think even Susanna at the at when it. She got kissed in front of everyone, downplayed it so much. She did, she did. You can see what they're trying to do, but it's only going to come back and hurt. Um, now, next week we will have a very special guest. Oh, Darlene. really? I didn't know this. Yeah, so following week one's podcast, a few people have reached out and got in touch. Um, and what's come to light is that there, there are a lot of office bachelor sweepstakes out there. <gasps> a lot of people betting. Oh, my God, that's so exciting. Yes. Um, and... Um, we've been asked for our advice on tips on who's going to be leaving next, and we will share some of those, but we're not professionals in the gambling field. We're not statisticians. So we've got the right person. Um, for any previous listeners of Sabretooth Radio, you'll be familiar with this man, the dog from Dog's Odds. Um, he is a financial guru. He's a and now a bachelor guru Statistical obviously go hand in hand. He's a statistical miracle worker. And gambling profit, um, Dog from Dog's Odds will will be chatting to him next time and he'll be talking about the girls that will be leaving. Um, for anyone that isn't familiar with, with, with Dog, he's pretty much the Nate Silver of betting on The Bachelor Australia. <laughs> um, but until then, we've got to have a punt ourselves, Laura. Go? So what's, what are you thinking? I think Jasmine is off to the chopping block and so is Rachel because, again, she just I can't remember her. She's done nothing. Mm. Um, yeah, that's my two. Oh, where the fuck was Beck this week? Who's Beck? Oh, yeah, her, the <laughs> dietitian. She was quiet. Um, I've done a bit of analysis. Oh, my God. It's He's no... got literally a thousand numbers in front of him. Yeah, this is not a dog from dog's odds level statistical model but it's something now what i've noticed is a trend uh looking at the call out order so each rose ceremony the order that sam awards the roses to the girls and sometimes the guys will use this in a tactical way you know a girl they might like who hasn't come out they might leave till last just to kind of put a bit of heat under them and say you you need to sort of come out of your shell a little bit sam's playing this pretty plain and you can see the yeah, trends there. It's so true. He, the the top three girls are usually the same girls every time. Yep. So the top girls are the top girls and the bottom girls are the next ones to go. So let's yeah. just have a quick run through. Um, and if anyone wants to follow this along, jump on the Bachelor Australia Wikipedia page because all these numbers are up there as well. Yes, they do. Someone has listed Sam's call-out order for every episode. Who the fuck has time to do this? <laughs> Who knows? Um, so week one, obviously Jess and Zilda went – um, Rochelle was right down there in the in the bottom half, and of course she went the next week. The second week, um, Madeline was the one that was the last rose awarded. We all know what happened to her after that. The week following, Laura was the last rose awarded, She's and gone. then she went. So a clear trend. Um, and when you examine the girls that have slid down the callout order in the rose ceremony, there are two girls in all sorts of trouble. And this concerns me because um, the first girl's on my team, and it's Ebru. It's Ebru, yep. Um, I, I, I like the work that Ebru's doing out there. I think she's a smart player, 
but I don't think it's coming off for her because if you look at how she's gone, she um, was called out seventh in week one. Then she, she really dropped, slid down. Then she dropped to 12th on the second episode. The only two behind her were Jasmine and Madeline. Then she dropped in the third row ceremony, um, still 12th. Only Laura was behind her. Who's not gone. Who's now gone. And in the fourth row ceremony, she was the last name called. Now, yeah. undeniable. Not undeniable, but I think what this will prove is if she goes out, we can really trust this call-out order strategy you got going on. We should go bet on some of those office sweepstakes. We should do. The other one I'm worried about on the basis of the same thing um, is, is Rachel. And a pretty clear trend from Rachel. Rose Ceremony 1, she was called 6th. Rose Ceremony 2, she was called 7th. Rose Ceremony 3, she was called 8th. The Bachelor just doesn't know who she is. Rose Ceremony 4, <laughs> she was called 10th. And the only person behind her in Rose Ceremony 4, Ebru. Oh. <laughs> so, Rachel and Ebru, I'm afraid. Um, for everyone out there with their office sweepstakes, Ebru and Rachel. Um, I agree, though. I think... Do we Jasmine. know how many people are going next week? I'm so confused. It was three, one, then two. Look, they've, yeah. They're changing it up. Who knows? But if there is two going this week, Rachel Ebru and uh, and then Jasmine is an outsider as well. So get that into your office sweepstakes. Laura, very much looking forward to this huge, most controversial week in Bachelor history week. Oh, I'm so excited. I wonder if this kiss will be better than the Heather kiss. We can only hope. Uh, extremely long Heather kiss would be great. Oh, Heather looks like she's gonna flip. Oh, Absolutely dude. flip. I kind of hope she goes crazy and leaves because that's what they were kind of hinting at after the kiss that Heather's leaving the it's, show. It's inevitable. Have you got some inside information around this? No, I have insider information about Heather, but not to do with kissing. So you, Hugh beat this out last week, so maybe that will happen again. But the girl that um, works with her said that she's been going to Melbourne every weekend. And guess who lives in Melbourne? Batchy Sam. Batchy Sam. It's a bit of, bit of goss for you. Wow. Yeah. And then the girl was like, oh, but I don't think she did win. And I feel like that's because she felt bad telling me she did win. So she's trying to backtrack now. Okay, okay. But yeah. You heard it here first. Another Batchy exclusive. Wow. We're just killing it. All Investigative journalism of The Bachelor of Australia. We should fly to Melbourne and find Sam. <laughs> Next week. Do you think he's in lockdown? <laughs> Next week on Tears, Roses, Tears, Laura will be on the road in Melbourne. Stalking as our, Sam. As our stalking correspondent. <laughs> Look forward to it. I'll end up with the cover of News Weekly, Bachelor, found a new bachelorette. <laughs> Jaded previous bachelor applicant, Laura, is uh, busted by Victorian police. I can imagine that. <laughs> Enjoy episodes five and six, guys. We'll See you next week. next week. Bye. Bye.